Welcome inside the coaches room, the number one podcast for football coaches that want to develop. Every week we talk to elite coaches and backroom staff to hear about their experiences, how they develop and how they develop their players. Uh, Jürgen Klopp is an example from that, but there have been more that they have been paying more attention to the soft skills yeah, yeah. as a coach and still be very successful. And now people say, oh, this is also possible. Before that, we always need, and it's the same, not just in not just in sports. If there's a crisis, we need a strong man. We need somebody who tells us what to do. But most of the time in sports, it's not a crisis. It's just a process of yeah. developing a team. So most of the time you don't need a strong man. In this episode, we talk to Henk Groener. Henk is one of the elite handball coaches of the Netherlands. His resume is long. He won silver at the World Cup. He finished fourth at the Olympics. He's an expert on team dynamics and he is one of the mentors of the Master in Coaching program of the Johan Cruyff Institute. Enjoy this episode with the wise Henk Groener. Hank, welcome. Thank you. Welcome inside the coaches' room. It's good to have you. Nice to be here. It is. Uh, you are the second non-football coach. Let's call it like that. Okay, let's see what we can discuss. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> for football coaches. Yeah. Let's hear your perspective on the football world. But we'll do that uh, in a second. So I just ask you, okay, what, what does your coaches' room look like? And then you said, yeah, we didn't really have a coaches' room. To be fair. Well, in, in, in fact, the, the last uh, 15 years I've been working with national teams. Sure. So in national teams, you're always living in hotels and you're playing in, in special arenas, uh, which are not always uh, built for sports. Yeah. So there are often you don't have a, an own coaching room. You're in seminar rooms in hotels or uh, things like that. Of course, if you're working with a with a top club at this moment and when you have your own hole, your own arena, there will be coaches' rooms and I think they won't look all that different from the coaches' rooms that, that uh, football coaches have. Was there one thing with the national team that you always brought with you, your magnet board, laptop, whatever, what was the main thing that you needed to have while while preparing a game or preparing a session? Well, nowadays, the, the laptop is uh, something you Crucial, can do yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, everything, your, your video analysis, all, all these things uh, are on the laptop or on the iPad. Um, so the, the whole digital world you have to you have to bring with you yeah yeah so that's the way that your game is you can monitor your well we all know how to use video and that just to create some context um can i call you a successful handball coach successful is my interpretation you are a handball coach (laughs) (laughs) you can call me that yes i've i've had um i know when i when i stopped um with the dutch women's team there was one one journalist from from and I see who who called me um, a successful a success coach, but not a career maker. Okay. So I'm not I'm, I'm not uh, a coach who's always looking for a better opportunity to to go yeah, to yeah, the sure. club. But uh, all the teams that I've coached, uh, I've made big progress. I've won. I've been successful. So in in if you take that as a as a, a criteria. To, to see if I'm a successful coach, I think yes. Um, I've coached national teams. I've won also medal and uh, been to the Olympics. 
but the interesting thing is as long as you don't have gold there's always something to gain yeah yeah sure sure yeah uh, one thing i hear you say at every team i worked i have made progress is that success for you yes i think the the, the success uh, if i see myself as a coach uh, and the coach who is uh, who is there to make players uh, perform better, develop as players, as as human beings, and and perform well as a team. And uh, I th that's what I see as my job. Uh, and of course, the higher you get, the more other jobs you get sure. along along the way. But I think this is the main, the, my, my main business is to make players better, make teams better. Yeah, that is it. That's all the essence of coaching, or the essence of the role of the coach. This is what it should be. But uh, as you know, and uh, like you said, we're here uh, for football coaches and they live in an environment where coaching your team is, is just a part of what, of what you're doing. A lot of it is also um, how to bring it uh, in the press, in the media, sure. to make sure that the people understand what you're doing or uh, at best don't, don't interfere with what you're doing. Yeah. But uh, that's, of course completely different from, from what you're doing with the team and with your players. Yeah, that <clears throat> because we were already discussing a little bit before we started recording about uh, your, let's say, perspective on football. And there's so many more elements if you work in a big sport like football compared to uh, handball, for instance, which is also a big sport, but there's less media interest. There's less money involved. Uh, so the coach or the manager is, is, is a different role in both sports. Yes, I think it's um, it's for a reason that in England they call it the manager. Sure. Because you're managing a lot of things uh, and, and coaching the team, coaching the players, uh, developing the players is a part of it. It should be the biggest part or the most important part of it because um, that's why people come to the stadium to see uh, players perform well and be successful. Um, but when you're in the sports like football and when you're in America, you have American football or basketball, or baseball, these sports are so big, there's so much interest from media, social media and, and the regular media, um, that this has also become a, a big part of um, things that you have to prepare for. And, and, and you cannot just be the coach and, and go to a press conference and, and then think, oh, let's see what's coming. Yeah, yeah. You have to prepare for that also, and it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of energy, I think, that you cannot put um, into your team. And I think there we have... As a smaller sport, the advantage that our job is more pure, really coaching the team, and and all the rest is is in comparison to football, it's a small world. The, the the thing that I take out of your words are, it costs you time that you cannot take take cannot use for the team, and that's I think the maybe the main transitions that a lot of coaches struggle with it. They, they are maybe a talented youth coach or they're a talented amateur coach and then they make the step and then all of a sudden X amount of time is taken by all kind of other things while they were used to spending it on their team. Yes, also if you're, if you're coaching young, talented players it's already different if you're coaching in comparison to coaching um, <coughs> adult elite players. They have different demands. They, they need something different from you. Uh, so also that is something uh, you have to check uh, with yourself. Who am I as a coach? Uh, what are my qualities? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And and I think the higher you get, the more is uh, working with the media will play a part in in what you do. And you have to be able to handle that also. Yeah. If you if you can't handle that, 
um, you will have problems getting your vision uh, across uh, also to the players because they are also being influenced by these same uh, media, yeah. both mainstream and social media. True. Just to create a little bit more context, why uh, are we uh, talking to you about coaching, about coaches? It's also because you are involved in the uh, Master of Coaching uh, of the Cruyff Institute or Academy, how should I say it? The Cruyff Institute. Cruyff Institute, where you guide coaches, whether it's football or any sport, in becoming a good coach, right? Yeah, well, we, we, we are helping uh, the people who come into the program. Uh, the coaching is, is uh, the field of expertise where we, where we talk about, but it's about the personal development of the, of the coach. Uh, we started the program because in every sport uh, I knew until then, um, in the trainer, the coach uh, programs, it was always about technique, about tactics, sure. about uh, physical, about planning and all the things, maybe a little bit media, and very little about coaching and even less about the coach himself and still or herself. And and still we are expecting the coach to make the difference. So that's why we started this program. Uh, we developed it in a way that it's only about the coach. It's about you as a coach and what does that mean? And I think uh, when you've been in the program and you've done it for a year, you know a lot more about who you are, who you are as a coach, where you fit in and how you can deal with the things that come across your path uh, being a coach. And I think these are very different if you're coaching an under 12 or you're coaching uh, the elite. Yeah, yeah, okay. So and this this master is, uh, there's coaches from all kinds of sports. Uh, so you you kind of have an idea, you're yourself being an elite coach, Working with a lot of elite coaches in the master, you, you, I think we are fair to say we can ask you about your opinion about coaches, um, and this is focused on the person. That's that's the main goal. How can I improve as a person, and in, because of that, I will be a better coach. If you if you as a if you develop yourself as a person in the core of who you are, better understanding yourself. It's one of the the things that Kraft said. You can only coach another yeah. person if you can coach yourself. So we start with that, and and if you are more at ease with yourself, you have more self-confidence, the things you will do with other people will also have more effect, have more, uh, bring more results, um, and will it will be of a higher quality. Uh, so we start really uh, in the beginning of the program with uh, who, who am I? And, and, and for many people, especially if, you, if you're from sports with a lot of media attention, there's so much pressure from outside that people show behavior where you say, okay, is this me or is this someone who's being forced to act this way? Yeah. Uh, and I think the more confident you are, uh, the stronger you are and the stronger you, you bring your message across in the media also. Do you have an... Uh, we were talking about um, Van before we started recording. It's not about Van but it's about the example of presenting yourself maybe outside and inside. Um, how... How important is it that you can be yourself in any situation, do you think? Or is it also fine that you have a coping mechanism of dealing with the outside? I think everybody needs a coping mechanism because you cannot control the outside completely, but you can influence it and you can determine how you want to react uh, upon the, uh, the things that come from you uh, from the outside. And I think this is... Um, this is the key, and it, and the better you know yourself, the easier it gets to to find the right way to deal with it. 
Um, and that's why it's so important for us to look inside before you go outside. And, and that makes it easier to deal with, with all the, the questions and all the pressure that comes from outside. Yeah, yeah. And now a little bit more towards football. What is the main difference then that you see uh, with these football coaches in front of you or the way that you look at football? And um, so media is a factor and the interest is a factor. Um, and what, what kind of difference does it create create in the approach of a coach or the, the way that coaches approach coaches? And, and in the end, I want to go to what can we learn maybe for from other sports or what can a football coach take from other contexts? Well, the, the, the danger is... And it's not specially, I mean, we cannot talk about football coaches in general because uh, every football coach is different. But when you live in a, in a, in a pressure cooker, what, uh, what the football world is, yeah. with so much uh, attention from the media, from the public, um, then it's very um, easy to go with the flow and, 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 and maybe forget a little bit about uh, and what do I how do I feel about this um, and I think for that you need you need self-confidence you need to know yourself um, and I, you, you find that in football coaches um, they live in their culture and and uh, there's a lot of pressure always to perform always uh, to show yourself in a certain way And that doesn't make it easier to to stick to who you really are and what you truly believe in. And I think that's important uh, in the football world to to help the coaches, also in the in the in the, the coaches' programs, to to find this um, security and this confidence within themselves, which makes it easier to deal with the outside world. And um, I think this is something that we from smaller sports. Uh, find it difficult to exactly understand how this works because uh, I've been successful. We've been to the Olympics. Um, we've won the silver medal at the World Championships, but I can go outside, sure, uh, even in my own small town, and it's not that everybody recognizes yeah, yeah. me. And I think this is different for football players. And um, if you're not in that world, it's difficult uh, to understand how it works. And of I'm course, I'm not asking coaches, you to judge. It's just, just no, no. It's it's yeah. it's it's the same, and it makes it. Because when the attention from outside is so big, it makes it more difficult to also stay uh, confident yeah, yeah, yeah. and stay yourself. And But that is, I think, one of the key factors uh, if you want to be a successful coach is to stay true to yourself also. Well, and uh, my journey as a coach was uh, was a semi-professional coach when I was 32. Uh which is far from professional football, but still you are, let's say, the number one guy in a, in a club. Um, and what I noticed is that I started to present myself different to players because I thought, okay, now I am the head coach, and not to the outside world, but to the inside world. That was my, let's say, lesson from it because, okay, now I am, let's say, the top dog, now I am the head coach, and now I should lead in a certain way. But the whole reason that they appointed me was that, I was a relaxed guy and that I was in between the players and that was, the, was what the players needed. So I didn't know myself enough that I would do that. Um, it's, and how, the way that where I want to go is, you can point it to me as well, but how do you discover what works best for you and how do you discover how to stay true to yourself? Well, first you have to look in the mirror and... and um, <clears throat> If you know yourself um, and know what you're good at, 
um, know how you would like to do your job, then it makes it easier if if an opportunity comes, like you described for yourself or for another coach, if you get a, a big opportunity to become the head coach of an interesting team or you see a lot of uh, changes in behavior because the position, it, it changes not who you are, but how other people yeah, yeah, sure. look up at you. I, and, I and, and and a lot of people have uh, the tendency to, to go along with that and also change their behavior. Whereas they forget, like you just said, you get this position because you show a certain kind of quality, uh, personality. And I think it's important to, to stay who you are and learn to deal with the environment in a way that you can still do your job as you would like to do it. But I think that is, and that's of course what you see most, you mentioned Van Gaal before, he's a different guy if he talks with the players than if he talks with the press. And he's not a different person, but he shows a different side yeah. of what Behave he can do. Different behavior. He shows different behavior, and, and that's because it, it, that's how he wants to deal with it. And and I think that this goes for every coach. It's of, if you look at uh, Mourinho, he has his style. Um, Jurgen Klopp has a different style. Guardiola has a different style. And they all have uh, have different ways of dealing with, with uh, the outside world which is in football part of your world yeah. and and uh, but if you look at how they deal with players i think you will see a lot of similarities yeah no, i agree and you're you're giving examples of let's say the elite of the elite but i think also and they also let's say youth coaches or coaches like myself that are in the lower levels they all also grow in their world or there's also different factors come if you're a U12 coach at Ajax for example okay it's relatively safe if you're a U16 coach you already have 12 agents uh, that all want something from you there's already a different attention there and maybe the fan size of Ajax already think they know the talent so they have an opinion about you playing or not the talent it's still relatively small but yep. even local yes it's 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 uh, the higher you get in a sports uh, the more attention will be there from outside. It starts maybe only with the players and the parents and they will get more and sure. more and more, more the higher you get. And I think also for that, it's important to know um, who you are as a coach and what your qualities are. If you're a very good coach with young people, um, because we always think the highest job in, in, in the sports is the head coach of a national team. Well, or it, the head coach most of the time, time it's the best paid. Let's call it like it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's the best paid. Okay, but... Is it the most important? Because uh, if you go back yeah, yeah. Uh, in in the career of football players, how important were the, the coaches they had as a young guy? Um, and we forget the importance of that. And uh, But also for the coaches themselves, if you're good at that, better be a good coach for the under-12 than a bad coach for some men's team uh, in some club. Yeah. Um, but then, okay, you don't have this status this 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 interest yeah. from the media and also not the salary um but you might still have a, a lot of satisfaction from, sure, no, job from working with the kids and and it's for, for the for the kids it's very important to have good coaches when they're young yeah yeah that's what what we are saying is more the way the system is organized okay uh you need less degrees for younger ages most of the times you get less paid so it feels the system creates almost a, a certain way that the younger youth is less important. Yeah. While we all know the love of the game is created there, the foundation of the game lays there, and that, but it's definitely not equal. No, it's and of course, but it's also because um, 
top sports is entertainment. Sure, sure. And like like we said before, um, if you grow in the sports and you get higher and higher, and you play or you coach um, important club teams or you coach national teams, you're becoming more a manager than a coach. Sure. Whereas when you're working with the under 12 or under 14, you're more and more really the coach, planning the, the trainings and, 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 and handling the, the, the players, helping them to develop. And when you get if you're coaching a national team, is you have a few moments a year where you're together, where you really can yeah. work with the players and for the rest, they are in their clubs and, and have to perform there. So you're, you, have a, you need different, completely different kind of skill set to work with a national team as yeah, you yeah. need working for a club team. And and um, you have a different environment, and they have to do things in a very short period of time to be able to to handle this. And I think this is again, you have to to look in the mirror, and say, okay, do, do I have this quality? Do, is this what I want? Uh, because if not, you're going to get very unhappy. Uh, if you're not successful with the national team, they will burn you. Yeah. And and I think this is if you know it before. You might better be, make other choices, and yeah. I think we we should uh, not forget the value of of good coaches in the youth. And I think this is something the system doesn't um, build. We build um, people to to only coach the highest teams, and forget that the highest teams exist because we have good yeah. good uh, foundation in the youth. Sure. And and uh, working with good coaches with the young players, and I think this is this is very important. And and uh, also in clubs, this should have a big importance uh, within clubs. Coaches, most coach education is very boring. The best way to educate yourself is to talk to colleagues, sit inside a coach's room and just talk football put your challenges on the table and talk it over and this is exactly what we want to do with the coaches room every month we host coaching meetings a pro coaches room specifically for professional coaches and a grassroots room for grassroots coaches in our meeting rooms coaches from all over the world come together to meet each other to share knowledge and to develop together if you want to join these meetings join our community go to our website and sign up to become a member once you are a member of our community you can join the meetings you can connect with coaches from all over the world and exchange experiences see you soon in one of our coaching rooms you seem like an experienced coach well you did a lot and um um when did when or how did you find your own style and your own coaching style? Well, it 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 came. It's along, not an instant moment. I it agree. It came along the way. <coughs> uh, when you start, I started um, coaching. Okay, when I played, I also coached young team okay. uh, teams from under fourteen or in clubs where I've played. But I started my career when I stopped playing, and in the beginning. Um, okay, I, I've had my education. I've, I've, I'm a Your license, also, yeah, yeah my, sure. And my handball license, of course, also. But at first you start uh, with what you have learned from the coaches you've had as a player. Um, and and then then you look, okay, how how do I see it? And, and how does the group that you coach react on what you do? Uh, and then you develop. 
and then you learn and you say, okay, when I do this, I find out, okay, this doesn't work all that good. Maybe we should differently. And, and, and this is how you find out you, you, you study, you look at other coaches from other sports, you talk with them and then, and then you read about, uh, about coaching, about leadership, uh, all these things. And then, and then you, you develop and you change little things. And at, at the point you say, okay, what is the, what is the essence of my work? And that is for me, it is to help the players and the teams you coach to perform better, to develop, to become better players and better teams and, and perform successful because that's why you are together. Yeah, It's the mission of every team you coach. And and then you have to look, okay, what? how does this process work? And in this, um, unfortunately, all this pressure from outside is often counterproductive to the development of teams because there's a pressure on the individual and if you're t- coaching team sports you're very much working to make a group of people working yeah. as a as a well-oiled uh, team together and 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 then the individual plays a role in it but it's always a part of the team and that's that's uh the more attention from outside the more difficult it is and i think also this you have to um learn to deal with along the way and i think coaching is also a, a profession that you learn by doing you sure. can read a lot but uh, you can you cannot learn uh, in a book no. how to stand before a group or in a press conference if there's pressure and and things are most of the time not going like you want it then you have the biggest problems um and still have to be uh, you have to be credible um in front of your players, in front of the press, in front of your sponsors or your yeah. uh, the bosses from the federation, to 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 be able to explain what you're doing and why it's going the way it's going. When it's good, you have no problems. Everybody's sure. behind you and they're yeah. part of your success. Uh, but if you don't win, um, being a coach is a very lonely job. Yeah, true. Well, and, and does it characterize your style that you? put the team first because along the lines it's something you said okay the team is the most important of course I know you also focus a lot on team dynamics and it's one of your let's say specialties or expertises uh, but did you find out okay this is what I find very important in coaching along the way the team you discovered that the team should be first 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 well that's a double word but (laughs) well the the interesting thing is that the, the team as such is just an idea okay um, I always tell coaches if I coach a team I never coach a team I always coach individuals individuals who are working together it's a group of people who should work together and and perform as a team but uh, what is a team a team is a group of people it's yeah. a group of individuals who have their individual needs and and demands and wishes and goals and you have to find a way to bring that together that they show the best performance possible that they can do with this group as it is. Uh, and this is this is a search. And and then you have players, especially if you're working with a national team, who, who meet each other just every now and then. Yeah. But they all have their own ideas and, and goals in life, in their careers. And one of them is 32, almost at the end of his career. The other one is 21, just coming. Uh, they have different goals for themselves, also when playing in the national team. And, and I think it's important to find a way to make them clear it's for all the best if the team performs best and the team demands from every member in the team and that is that's the same for the staff that you cannot just put your own goals 
uh, out there and say, okay, this is why I'm here. Yeah. You, so you have to talk with them about, okay, and what does what makes us good as a team? What do we need to perform best as a team? And of course, you need the best performance of the individual players, but also in the cooperation with each other. Okay. And it's it's it is always, I always say it's easy, very easy. If two players go uh, towards the goalkeeper in football, um, do I pass the ball to my colleague who's in better position, or do I know there's a scout on the on the on the stands from an important club, and I would like to have a good contract, or do I try to score the goal myself? And I think this this shows how individual decisions within a team always always play a part. And I think this is a, a big role for the coach to convince the players and to show them that it's for all the best if we perform best as a team. It's better to be part of a successful team than be a successful individual in a not successful team. Yeah. To make it very concrete, how do you install that thoughts? How do you, how do you start that process? Well, you, you start uh, talking with the players and listening to them and their personal goals and needs and and how they how they view themselves their own performance their own development their own role in the team and then um, from so for example you, you come together in a hotel you, you of course you have a group meeting and then you go sit separate with or in the in it in the time up to coming up to the the getting together you you already know what the, what the goal is that the way you should you, you should you should when you start uh, of <coughs> course in in the club team you have the the players around you every day But also, if you play national team, you have to talk with the players individually, and you don't do that uh, only when you're sure, together. Sure. You do that in between, uh, and and make sure you get to know them, um, know who they are, um, their dreams about their careers, about their lives, their their situation in life, and and um, treat them as as individuals, as human beings who have a a, a valuable quality for the team. And and when you get together with the team, then you make sure that you, you make sure that the, the the members of the team amongst themselves um, communicate with each other about and what is our goal, what is our mission as a team, what do we want to achieve as a as a team, and what does it mean? Uh, what do I need from you? What do I need from you? What do you need from me? And then then you get uh, you get them together to talk about this, and this is both about tactics, but also about the emotional part of the game, the mental side of the game. Some players um, play a big part in games where it's not going so well, and other players play maybe a better part when it's when it's going very well. And and, and I think this is um, something that where a team also has to develop, and where where they will show itself, and players have a chance to show themselves what role can they play in this team, um, and they have to be aware that although there's just a team or a team goal which is standing uh, above all the individual goals, yeah. still they must feel that their personal needs are also uh, answered sure. and, and filled in. And, and not, not just, they're not just there for the team and, and nobody yeah. values them. Uh, so it's, it's always somewhere between the line from me and we. Uh, everybody is somewhere on that line. And, and your job as coaches is to, to help your players to perform most on the side of the we. Yeah. And understand that if we are successful, the me also will gain from that. Yeah, but setting setting a team goal because <clears throat> while you were saying that, it got me thinking about you hear a lot of discussion. 
should a goal be there or should a goal be set by the team? Um, and I've been in the situation myself as well that, that I had an idea how we could perform. Uh, but after a while, I noticed that the players didn't believe in it. And you hear a lot of coaches doing it the other way around. Okay, write the goals down. Well, you can do it in the way that you want to do it, but find the way that the that the team goal become that the individual goal or becomes the team goal. They set the bar. That's maybe even a better way. What, what's your opinion on that? I think I think the most important thing is that the goal is defined by the people who are achieving the goal. It's it's so often that from outside somebody comes and I think oh they should be now we have we will have a, a championship in Qatar with the football sure. And all of people from outside are discussing we should become world champion or yeah. and I think it's it's important to to understand okay what is what is the goal for us as a team? We have to perform, we have to uh, achieve these goals, so they should participate in writing down what should the goal be and of course, as a coach, you can help because you're maybe thinking more about these uh, topics and how how to how to write them down that it works because a, a good goal should inspire should um, make you um, trigger energy yeah. in the team and and make <coughs> you want to 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 play well to achieve it and 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 if it's too high it doesn't work if it's too low it doesn't work yeah. and most of the time the teams that you coach have a fairly good idea what what is manageable they know their environment they know their quality and and of course you need a goal that that, that pulls them out of where they normally can be yeah, yeah. and make them achieve a little bit a little bit more and uh, I always um, um, let them participate in, in setting the goals and if if they come up with things that I don't believe in we will have a discussion sure and 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 if it doesn't if it doesn't fit okay then you should think okay should I coach this team yeah uh, and and that's uh, an interesting one because if if, yeah. if if these things are too far um, apart then you will get conflicts. And it's it, a goal is just one thing that you talk about. You talk about, okay, roles. Who who does what within the team? Who has what role? What are your responsibilities? What are your tasks within the team, both on and off court? Yeah. Um, and another very important aspect, I think, um, also in football, you have to talk about your, your shared values. How do we uh, handle each other? How do we deal with each other? How do we handle situations? What are the values that that uh, where we stand for? And I think these these are topics that are often forgotten, and often it's not so easy because you have a lot of changes within the group. Even you know, we talk about soccer, and 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 um, you have a lot of change even within the season with transfers, sure. players, and new players in the group. Important players go or uh, come with injuries, and and that that changes. Uh, why, why is it so essential? Because. And why? Because you said it's forgotten, so that means something will go wrong. And what's the danger in not having shared values? You, of course, everybody has values, but the word "shared" I think is very essential here as well. Yes, and you have. To, <coughs> it's important to have shared values because this is your common ground. How do we? How do we treat each other? And and um, if you look at conflicts that you have within teams or within situations within relationships, it's often about the values thing. How and people don't feel treated well, or don't feel, uh, or they feel neglected, or they, they feel mistreated, or they think, "Hey, this is not what we agreed upon." And and it's often it has to do with values. 
if you talk about tasks, whether you have to be on this position sure. or that position on the court, it's easy to see. We take the video and we can analyze, hey, this is what we wanted to do and this is what you've shown, this is different. But if you talk about communication and, and, and uh, the value, it's, it's not so easy. But it's important. If you have players from Africa with players from Northern Europe and playing from the United States, they have different, or maybe even from, from China or Japan, yeah. they have different culture. If you talk about the world respect, it it's it's looks completely different. Yeah, it's completely different. different narrative for yes, and and I think it's important to 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 make players understand each other. That uh, how do we communicate with each other? How do we work together? What are the values in our work? And I think if if you um, if you forget that that in some point during the season you will have issues within your team that you could have prevented just by. Uh, by discussing this your clear. values, it's in the, the same as the goal. Yeah, yeah. If you start the season without having a goal, somewhere in the season, okay, is this what are we doing? Are, are yeah. we good or not? Yeah. Or nobody knows, and 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 then you'll have conflicts about that. We should train more, or train less, or. And I think this is why it's it's one of the things that you have to um, talk about with your team. You have to be clear with it, and and it's also as a coach you have to uh, agree upon that. I mean, if it, if you talk with your players about shared values and they have values that you cannot say yes then again you should ask yourself is should i coach this team yeah or should i take other players if you're uh, sure uh, things like that but but uh, i think this is uh, where the team should participate um because they are the ones that bring the success and yeah. unfortunately in the media it's often the coach who's <laughs> well. positioned and for, for the coach and for his salary it's good uh, but for the process of performing, it's on court, in the in the on the pitch is where the performance is being yeah. made, and and um, so for that it's important that you have a team that within itself is functioning well. And I think this was if you talk about the the, the game uh, also yesterday. Um, I think Van Gaal mentioned it even in in the, in the newspapers and in interviews that he was so proud of the team that they were able to. Bring their own solution after the after the draw to to yeah. from Wales. They had something in their own minds without uh, that he had to to tell them what to do. They had. This, I think this is something you would like. I would like as a coach that my team is is doing things like this. Yeah, and not that I have to tell them everything they have to do. They have to learn to solve solutions within the game, and for that it's important they understand each other well, both as a human being, as a person, and as a football player. My idea is that 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 idea about coaching about players has changed because 10 years ago it was much more top down and this is the strategy and the coach decides what and now we are looking much more <clears throat> to self players that makes decisions themselves that find the freedom to make the best decision and we accept more that sometimes it goes wrong i think it, it's it's um i think it's a positive development yeah uh, you see that a lot of the successful coaches now work that way um, and it's for a reason because it, it is the players that make the performance on court and the stronger like I said before when you start about coaches if you feel confident within yourself and you don't have to look as a player to the bench all the time to to look what should I do now but you know it because you've thought about it you've worked with it you've trained with, with the guys on, on the pitch then then I think the, the success will be bigger and more stable and more sustainable and I think this is uh, something that we've uh, found out and in many other sports people are already working like that if you look at at, at uh, Phil Jackson with the Chicago yeah, Bulls, yeah. Los Angeles Lakers the way he worked it was about their players were people were individuals were persons they were not some machines that you put out on and off 
uh, in practice or game. And I think this this will help if you feel uh, um, valued as a person. I think you will uh, always bring a better performance to the pitch than when you're not feeling valued. Yeah. Coaches, sorry for the interruption. But besides the coaches room, I run another company called Football Tours. This is a full service touring company and we organize pre-season and winter training camps for professional football teams. We do this for both senior and youth teams and we take care of everything. Hotel, training accommodation, friendly matches, whatever you need. Also, we give youth teams the opportunity to train at the best youth academies of the Netherlands. Academies like PSV, Feyenoord, AZ Alkmaar and the KNVB, you can train there with your team. So, if you are a professional coach, you need to organize your training camp. Or, if you have a youth team and you want to train at the best facilities and the best academies of the Netherlands, go to footballtours.com and now pay attention tours is with a z so footballtours with a z.com is there is there a difference between other sports and football that in other sports is we're taking all other sports in one category, which of course is not true. But is that, that was there more freedom already before in this think, football just catching up? No, I think I think in it, it has been this way in in many sports. Um, that that was more top down, is what you mean? It has been top down. I think it's it's a cultural thing, and and the the main thing is that in smaller sports, it's easier to experiment with things. Sure. Um, because there's less pressure there's less pressure from outside yeah. and, and and the interesting thing look at look at the 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 judgments we see on sure. television in interviews in, in in football shows in in, in where the, the the people from outside who who don't understand the job uh, that you have as a coach but they have a judgment yeah. and they they have an opinion about it and that's most of the time he should do this or he should do that and he should and they forget it's the players that have and it's in a very complicated process and um, it's always easy to have an opinion and a judgment about uh, people from the outside. Yeah. Um, but I think, and I and I like it, and it's because, of course, I think we have we had some examples with uh, said Jurgen Klopp is an example from that, but there have been more that they have been paying more attention to the soft skills yeah, yeah. as a coach, and still be very successful. And now people say, oh. oh this is also possible. Before that, we always need, and it's the same, not just in not just in sports. If there's a crisis, we need a strong man. We need somebody who tells us what to do. But most of the time, in sports, it's not a crisis. It's just a process of yeah. developing a team. And and um, so most of the time, you don't need this strong man. But on the other hand, if you don't show, you, show yourself as a strong man in the, in the football world, there are many people who would like to have your job or who would like to uh, maybe kick you off your job, off your pedestal. And, and uh, so you see a lot of people, not just in sports, but uh, who are in the public uh, eye that show uh, uh, behavior that you think, okay, this, I don't know how this works. Yeah, yeah and I think, I think we also have to be fair that 
if you don't know your if you don't know football if you don't have the skills you can have all the soft skills in the world but you will never be, be a good football coach or in any sport well I, that would be an interesting thing the, the, i think the 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 biggest problem is that this football world or any other sport world doesn't accept this this okay. constellation because they, like you said he has no idea about football well if i don't have idea about football i need a good assistant who knows a lot about football sure. it's about football I leave it. I leave it to him. Do you know but an example of where the, maybe other sports or the, where the main coach or the head coach or the staff is? No, because I, I think in all the sports it's the same. And I think it, I think if we are ten or fifteen years further, there might be more uh, crossover sure. uh, from sports. Because, like I said, it's it's uh, just one part of the game, and of course you have to know football. Because even in appointing your assistant, you have to know, okay, does he really know football? Yeah, yeah. Does he just know how uh, <coughs> to talk uh, beautiful about it? But uh, I, like I said, so many um, tasks you have as a, as a, as a head coach in a, in a big organization are more management yeah. tasks than football coaching tasks. Uh, and so being able to manage people and to look in, in, in their performance, how they are performing together, uh, these skills are more and more important, uh, and even maybe more important than how good, how well do you know football? Um, and I think at the top you need both, but I think you can get also uh, a, a long way if you if you have uh, the good skills for managing a team and your staff in an organization, communicating well, and and maybe not have the biggest knowledge about the game itself. For that, you can have assistants who can help you. Uh, but then again, you have to have the courage to go there and yeah. and, and uh, set yourself in that position because from outside, you will get so much criticism um, because they will ask you about football. Yeah. It's interesting because my idea is, oh, and there's a, probably a relationship with companies as well that you know something very well For example, you are a coach. You are uh, you. You are in youth or, or amateurs or whatever. You have maybe two, three assistants, and that's it. Or you have a company. You have a skill. You, you decide to do it as a job, and it, it grows. And all of a sudden, there are 20 people staff around you and 60 players or 40, whatever. But a lot of people that are listening to you, and then all of a sudden, you find yourself a manager. Of course, it's not a day, an instant process, instant mm -hmm. moment, but it goes relatively fast. Uh, well, again, look at my own career. First, I was the assistant coach, and then the year after, I was the head coach, and uh, all of a sudden, I was responsible for 15 staff and 40 players. Yeah. Um, and I never had any management, well, education or whatever. You just do whatever you think is right, which in most of the cases works, and as long as you act normal, people will help you and follow you or direct you. But still, it's a very interesting process that goes very fast. Yes, and I think this is something you have to <laughs> um, think of when being asked to take over a head coach position because it's completely different being head coach or being assistant yeah. coach. Um, and you have to answer the question, am I equipped for this? Do I want this? Is this, is, is this a goal of me? Am I a head coach or am I maybe more an assistant coach? Because maybe in... Character-wise, there are also differences, 
And if you go back to the to the uh, the subject we had before, if you can do coach a football team if you're not from football, well, um, if you work for a company and you have been uh, selling, um, well, like we said here, office tables. Yeah, sure. Um, and then you go to a company who sells washing machines. You're probably a good seller. It, you, you see, it's the question: what What yeah, do you yeah, need yeah. On, for knowledge? Or even to more, be able you, to be able you can to lead qualify. a big company, you can probably lead another big company as well. Yes, and yeah. and but uh, and and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the same kind of company. It can be even a different company. Yeah, sure. And but you can, because you can, the knowledge that you need from when we talk about sports from the game itself. Well, you can acquire. Even if you haven't played it yourself, yeah. you still can acquire and also, okay, this is this is what I need to see. And if you're able to to manage people and to to lead people and develop people and make them work good together, I don't see why you cannot be successful. Yeah. But the problem is not often uh, whether you can do it or not, but if the, the problem is whether people will let you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because the acceptance, if you t- tell this to people, they will laugh, oh, it's not possible. Yeah. On board side, you, you see the, the director of PSV was Don Herbrand, who was a former volleyball coach. Uh, Azed has Einhorn, who was a honk baseball coach. So in leadership roles, there yes, you see it in football at least. I don't know how there is in other sports. Really in the coaching roles, you see maybe some specialists that are flo- that are taken in to, to, to coach main roles. Yeah, I cannot think of an example. No, no I think so far, I don't know if there were any. Um, I think the team manager was a tennis coach. It's an interesting thesis that uh, that somebody uh, should try out. But most of the times, the, the the elite coaches come from within the sports, yeah. and they develop and they are successful, and that's why they get a higher position and a better paid position and a better bigger club. And this is how things go uh, until one club or one organization says, "Okay, and we're going to do it differently." Yeah, and then we'll see if it works or not. Yeah. You think football would be the first sport? I don't think so. Because <laughs> the, the the interests in football also financially are so big that taking risks and this is often always a risk. Um, it's not something that uh, that uh, people will do easily. No, and I, I think and we kind of discussed this already. But in football, it's all it's not the most open sport. So and especially, it's been we, we're doing it this way. Should we keep it this way? We we and then. This is very Dutch, I think, but especially Dutch coaches know they are know everything. So um, we can be much more open to other sports. I think in football, I think it's not just for football. I think every every um, every coach should should look uh, in other sports and and learn from that, and also look in in, uh, in company in management, or look in look in how the military or the police yeah, yeah. are structured or work how teams are working together there, um, because they have even more uh, pressure in situations. Yeah. If you're if you're in the military now, we have a war in Ukraine. If you're a military and you have to do a military operation, it's about life and death. Yeah. With us, it's about winning and losing. It's yeah. still a It's relative, completely relative. It's, it's, it's just a small thing, yeah, yeah. and I think it's good every now and then to uh, to be aware of that and and learn from from other sports, learn from other coaches, and uh, it will help you. And and of course, if football is is in in Europe anyway, uh, maybe worldwide, the biggest sport uh, or one of the biggest sports, and 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 then you have so many people who think, okay, the way we do it is good. 
then you start to believe it is like yeah. that. Well, I think I really think that's true. And um yeah, like I like I told you before, we have a lot of coaches speaking on our platform and even top coaches think that they're already above other coaches in but uh, and maybe I was like that as well when I was let's uh, going up, you think you know it all, but along the line you you discover that there's so much more out there and that you don't know anything. The more you the, the more you learn, the, the you more you realize that you don't know anything. I think that 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 sentence is completely or it's how do you say it? That's completely true, at least what it was for me. And yeah. well, this podcast helped me as well. Talking to top coaches for a year realizes that I don't know yeah, so but, much that I thought. Yeah, but also, also, I think everybody, and there's a, a beautiful uh, analogy to say that <coughs> the island of knowledge has a shoreline of ignorance. And the bigger the island, also the bigger the shore. So the, the, in fact, it, it says uh, the, the smarter you get, the dumbbell you might feel because yeah. there's so much more you don't know yet. And I think it's uh, important that as a, also as a coach to stay open, open for new things, open for new views, for new ways of working, uh, for new skills. For uh, And I think uh, this is what football also does. And I, it's often said it's very close. And But if you look at... Um, the way also with video analysis uh, sure. it's being worked it's 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 already on a very high level and and uh, i i don't believe it. it's just a culture that is difficult to change and how in, do you see the, the bigger culture? culture well the football culture is is uh, well if you go back 100 years then then you see in a big in a big sports like football uh, still a lot of things and a lot of views have have been around for a long, long time. And like you said, okay, maybe in the last 10, 15 years, things are changing in the paradigm of not top-down, but more yeah. bottom-up uh, also in the coaching. Uh, and this, of course, goes slower in a big culture than in a smaller culture. And that is, I think, more the reason uh, that in football some things go slower, although there is more money than in most of the other sports uh, in the world. And and um, But on the other hand, and a lot of things can go really fast if it's once uh, breaking through uh, and it has not so much to do especially with with the game football and on itself it's just the fact that it's such a big culture and yeah. changes in big cultures there are so many people who want to leave it as it is now and the higher in the organization the more it is we have had the, the, the situation with, with Mr. Blatter and, and, and FIFA and in these organizations a lot of people want to like Things stay the way they are because yeah, yeah. in this in this situation they are on top. If it gets too dynamic, maybe they lose their position, yeah, they true. lose their job. So there are so many people, and the bigger an organization, the bigger a culture is, the more difficult it is to change it. Yeah, but I but I was thinking this is that the dressing room culture was also influencing, let's say the 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 culture of a whole club. So in the dressing room, you have the strongest and the loudest and the biggest egos that run the dressing room. And my feeling was that around the dressing room, let's say with in between coaches or staff, the 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 atmosphere was the same. And I see that changing. You see people that are less ego oriented; they're more focused on development. They're less on who am I and what's my goal. No, they're more club and and uh, oriented. They're more towards development. And I think that's a very positive change. Yes, I think. Then you go again. You go to the core of your job as a coach is to develop individuals, develop players. And I think that also the dressing room is part of the culture of a team. 
and it's an instrument you can use uh, and and uh, the, the way you would like to see it also as a coach if you find out that in this dressing room things are going counterproductive to what you want to achieve then you have to uh, you have to act and, and not and not let it happen and i think uh, also in this if if things are changing if coaches are changing <coughs> if if you as a coach are changing in all the areas that you work in things will start to change if you if i develop everywhere i work things will change because my input will be another one so the response from the other will also be different yeah and i think this is this is uh, i think the key for every education this is why we have a program in the craft institute which is only about the coach if you're in this program and they're not just sports coaches there are also uh, managers uh, uh, or, or or business owners who are joining <coughs> joining in the program if you change if you develop as a person you change both in your working place but also in your private space and also in your hobby and and i think uh, all the other people will start also responding differently yeah did we maybe not very structured mentioned all the aspects of team dynamics so no, knowing yourself and that that accounts for coaches and players team goals um shared values culture is it are we oh, yeah. shared values as the, the values and the goals they define also the culture <coughs> it's a, i think it's it's important um as a coach that you are able and it's just, of course that's uh, what makes football so difficult um you have to have a safe environment if you want players to speak up and, and and really honestly open up about how they feel how they see things whether it's goals or values or their role or or uh, whether they feel acknowledged or not then they have to feel safe that they can do so and of course in a in a in a football world where so much pressure and so much media from outside judge after the game the performance of the players the performance of the coach uh, the situation what should have been done here and there especially when it's not going well it's not so easy to create this safe environment and the other hand you need it if you want to really get together as a team and and have the goals and the values and the and the tasks and roles and everything that you that you uh, that you want to achieve and that, that you that makes you successful you need a safe environment so you have to create it and that there also the the uh, the dressing room plays a part yeah so a safe environment is what's the essence of a safe environment that people can be themselves yeah and that they that they have the courage to speak up and yeah. and and give their opinion even if it's not the common opinion or the 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 opinion of of the important players if you only listen to the so-called important players you might miss out uh, important ideas that come from young new uh, not not so established players yet and and uh, i think it's important that everybody who is playing in a team should feel valued uh, on its merits and of course if you're an established player and you have uh, won a lot and and shown a lot then you have a bigger say in things but still also for them it's important that they are able not just to speak but also to listen and to make sure that um, everybody's on board and not because they say it because if you are more of a uh, uh, transformational coach yourself but you have a dressing room with a captain and a co-captain who are very top down yeah, yeah. Uh, the question is how how well does that function yeah understand and how how as coaches do you guide how do you create i don't know if you can create but how do you guide the process of, of creating a safe environment well first 
the problem with a safe environment is that safety is a is a very individual personal feeling. Sure. So I can feel safe in a certain situation where another person can feel f- completely vulnerable yeah. and unsafe. Um, and I can decide for another person to feel safe. So the only thing I can do is to open up and make and show. It's, it's always uh, practice what you preach and, and show uh, that it is safe and that if people tell you something that you don't agree with, that you don't uh, finish judge, them off yeah, sure. and don't judge them, but say, okay, I thank you for a valuable uh, input, and now we'll look at how we can handle this or deal with this. And uh, But it's a process, and, and it's not easy, especially not uh, with so much pressure from outside. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's if I'm hearing you correct, it starts with yourself, but you could, because if somebody says something in whatever meeting or whatever, and another player judges him, you can say, yeah, you shouldn't judge him, but he already did. So that's already the one step ahead. But if you are giving the example of never, never, or not judging um, at all, or showing how it should be done, that's the way to you start. Can, yes, and you can, and you, of course, if you're in a meeting and you find that in, within the team there's a lot of, of, of harsh uh, uh, communication going on, which um, often uh, makes players pull back from discussions, yeah. uh, don't give input. Uh, if you want this to change, well, you have to address this topic and say, okay, let's let's hear what he has to say and and guide this process and make, of course, the, the, the players in the team also clear why it's important. Yeah. And, and of course, in, in, like I said, in crisis situations, there's not a lot of time for discussion. So if we're on, if you're on the pitch and we're playing a match, there's not much time to no. ask every player, well, what, what do you think we should do now? Then you need more directive um, kind of, of leadership. But, but I think in, in, in the process of building and developing teams, um, you have to take everybody uh, into account yeah. and, and make them feel valued because if, for every player it's important that if, if he's on the pitch he, he must be hungry and eager uh, <coughs> to give his best for the team and if he's always treated bad in the in the dressing room it's just a question is this going to help him to do that or not and in the past it was always the idea okay if I treat him bad he gets more tough and he'll yeah, yeah. be able to but this is I think uh, Little prehistoric. Yeah, this is uh, this is an old old fashioned. Let's call yeah, it like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I think we've already came a long way in discussing a lot of elements about team dynamics and coaching. Um, what is maybe one last advice that you would would give coaches in general, or things that you noticed during the master of coaching that maybe every coach should be aware of, or did, was is that? starting to know yourself is that kind of the basics of everything i think i think it's the basics to to really take the time and ask yourself okay who am i who am i as a coach and and what kind of position um would suit me best um because it's uh, in any By sports, position you mean assistant head coach whatever role head coach but also big clubs small clubs sure, uh, sure. training the young or training adults training elite or training uh, uh another level of, of uh, players because if it's not a match if it's not something that you dream of which, which gives you energy then maybe just going up up the ladder is not the right way for yeah, you yeah. and I think that's why the most important as always the most important uh, instrument for development is the mirror look at yourself and and, 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 uh, and say okay 
who am I, who am I as a coach, who, want, who do I want to be as a coach, and where do I want to go as a coach. I've had, um, I was um, uh, coaching the Dutch men's team uh, 20 years ago now, and after three years, a lot of players had developed, and, and they got uh, offers from clubs from abroad sure. to, to go there and play. And then also, most of them said, well, maybe my friends and study and maybe a job. And and they didn't go. They didn't go the next step. And then I said, okay, then, I, then I'm not the right coach for this team at this moment. Okay. Because if I'm a coach, I, I want to win. I want to be the best. I want to, if I'm a coaching national team, I want to be world champion or Olympic champion. If I'm coaching a club team, I want to win the Champions League. Even if I start way down low. Yeah. But that's my ambition. That's, that's who I am. Um, and so then you need you need to have a team that has the same attitude or the yeah, same yeah. ambition. And and uh, if it's not the case, then you it's shouldn't not for you. You shouldn't start annoying them with your dreams and yeah. your goals. Uh, yeah, because and, uh, you can never really put that goal on somebody. No, no they have to I feel cannot, it themselves. You cannot yeah. force somebody yeah. to be ambitious or to want to achieve something or to make certain steps in life in order to achieve it. If if it's not their choice yeah. and and every now and then maybe somebody it, it changes by doing it but most of the time okay if it's not the case then okay you have to find out okay then this is not the right environment yeah. for me at this moment yeah I think it accounts for a lot of young coaches that especially in football if you're at a lower amateur level but you get the first team okay they are most of the time young ambitious guys that want to maybe work on the top and then you get a group Apparently they can play, but they don't really care about training or whatever. And you're pretty sure that half of them is in the bar the, the, the night before. And most of the time it doesn't work out. Well, if you, if you, no, if you, if you, but if only if you put your ambition, True. And your goals, yeah, and yeah. your way of working upon them without letting them participate. Like we said before, we talked about the goals and well, let, let him, if you're a young coach and you can still have high ambitions, but then you say, okay, but this is the team I'm coaching. And am I able also to improve this team? Or am I only to, am able to improve people who yeah, already, are like yeah, me? Sure, sure. And I think, <clears throat> okay, for me as a national team, it's the same. If I would coach uh, uh, just a club team in a, in a mediocre level with, uh, with, okay, mediocre goals, I would have, I have to show different behavior and a different ambition and still try to make the best out of that situation. And still, I must be so honest and true to myself to say, okay, does this give me also enough satisfaction? If the answer is yes, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh, and you can still, if it, even if, if you're young and ambitious, it's, it can be a step forward. But you always have to understand, okay, I, I cannot make these, well, if we have 20 players in the team, uh, these 20 players all be like me. You will always have different characters, different attitudes, different personalities. True. Uh, different dreams, hopes, and goals, and and I think this is something you have to take under account, uh, take into account uh, as a coach, and and combine it with your own views and your own ambitions and your own goals, and to say, okay, how can we make this match? Yeah, and if there's no match, then you should go. Clear, clear. Yeah, that's I think uh, you've said a couple of times as well. If it doesn't work, the choice is always yours. Yes, if you don't choose, somebody else will choose. Yeah, for yeah, you. true. And that's just, I know that uh, last week I was in Slovenia for a seminar of coaches and they said, was not one guy said, okay, there are two kind of coaches. It's the ex-coach and the soon-to-be ex-coach. And I think this is a little bit about this. If you don't 
think about this yourself and you go into a process where it's not the good situation for you, the chances that you are long on the job are not so big because there are other people who decide yeah, yeah. Uh, decide over your head uh, about who's going to be the coach of this team. And if it's not a good situation, the chance that you're successful are fairly small. And this is something you can think about. You shouldn't be scared of it. If you think, hey, but this is my ambition, this is the way I want to go, then go and learn and, and develop. And then uh, you can be successful still. I have the feeling that in every club that you've have worked or situation that you've worked, you were very clear and knew what you wanted and also knew when it was not there anymore, you made your choice. Yeah, you make you get an you get an idea uh up front. I think it's important to speak before you start yeah. with the people from the organization, uh get a feel for their culture, get a feel for their ambitions, their goals, their way of working, and then ask yourself, okay, is this is this something for me? But this was not from the start. When I started, sure. how should I know? Sure, you, you like I said before, uh, coaching also is a job. You learn by doing. Uh, you learn yourself uh, better by doing it and getting, being confronted with all the situations of uh, yeah, and, and being a national team coach. First, uh, yeah. Who can prepare you for being a national team coach? You have to just say, okay, well, in sports, I know a lot, but a club coach and a national team coach are completely different jobs, and and uh, so you have to do it and then find out. Okay. Is this it or not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, for all your wise words. <laughs> it's been My pleasure. Uh, it, yeah. It was very interesting to talk to you, and I think we we went to in all kinds of uh, aspects of coaching uh, a nice general view, uh, but also details view. And the the most important thing that I took from it is is start for start with yourself uh, and really get to know yourself that's i think the most important advice that was in almost everything yeah when i when i started as a coach my the last uh, um, national team coach that i had as a player was Guus Kantelberg um he told me one thing and he said well the most important thing for you as a coach or as a leader is that every decision you make must be your decision because if it's not your decision but somebody else's you're gone yeah and I think this is something that should be important, whether you take a job or not, whether you make a decision in a game or in a season or not, it should be your decision. And you, because your decisions are the only ones you can really defend and you can explain and you can um, execute uh, successfully. And I think this is something I took um, at heart and was uh, was a help for me. Yeah, I think it's helpful for everybody. Cruyff also said, better go down with your own vision than yes, with somebody same. else. It's, in yeah. fact, it's the same, it's yeah. the same idea, yeah. Okay, well, I've really enjoyed hearing part of your vision and your knowledge. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see what your next challenge will be. We'll find out. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I have to say it different. <laughs> what what your next choice will be? Yes, we'll, we will find out thank what you. it will be. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Hank. Very thank much. You. Okay. Stop If you like this episode, share it with your colleagues, share it with friends, share it on social media, like, subscribe, do whatever you do best and help us grow. Because the bigger we are as a podcast, the bigger and the more inspirational names we can invite to inspire you. 
And do not forget to pick up your 14-day free trial at thecoachesroom.com. With your free trial, you have access to all our masterclasses, both the live ones and the on-demand ones. Coaches from top European academies share their knowledge and you can watch it. So go to thecoachesroom.com and pick up your 14-day free trial.